I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 497. This, this is the joy. The Detroit Lions are on top of the world. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend, glorious co-host, and recent Cato Kalen wannabe house guest, Andy the Sandman. How are you doing, brother? Good to have you I'm good. back again, man. So good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh. Always nice to be back. I love having a sleepover. It was so fun. <laughs> I had bottom bunk. If anybody's interested, <laughs> he is a power bottom. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got some warm ups going on. We were talking about the Buck game. Um, seemed like only one Buck showed up. Uh, we've got the injury and depth situation. We'll cover that for y'all. Uh, we're gonna talk about who is the number one offensive line in the league and. We've got a free topic. It's going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that. And we'll look ahead to the Baltimore Ravens. Got all that going on and a whole lot more. We've got a wunderbar show lined up. Are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Got the chant rolling in from the chat. Good stuff. Um, Really quick, we'll do a thank you to the one and only Donald Small. Thank you for the subscriber. We appreciate that. All you subscribers mean a lot to us. It helps us do the things that we do and do it in the way that we do it. Who doesn't want us to do those things in that way like that? So thank you for the subscription. Please subscribe. Like to the show. Like the show. It helps other people find us. Helps us do all the stuff that we want to do. Remember, when you watch it live, you don't get the, the ads or any of that stuff. We do that for the folks that join us and have fun in the chat and do all the stuff. So thank you. Also, don't forget, this is the season for St. Jude. I got to give a big thanks to Kate who dropped a $500 bing bang over the, the week while we were the week while we were away. Ooh. And thank you, Kate, bringing us up to 1580 on our way. Remember November 3rd is our big old party our overnight 24 hour, um, juice a meter. 
the juice meter we'll call it that. 24 hours, uh, we have some great interviews, some great stuff, some great guests joining. It'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, go to stjude.org slash DLP. stjude.org slash DLP. That's how you know it's real, because it's St. Jude. And uh, donate a couple bucks if you got a handy. Please do that. It helps helps us get to that, that, uh, that challenge that we've got out there, and it helps us support uh, a very, very worthy cause. All right. Let's get into it right away. Warm-ups. There's two key topics we're going to use to get things warmed up and get it rolled. Uh, the first one, we've got to talk about the Tampa Takeover, Andy, because because you were there, my friend. And you were so Man. there that you made the McAfee show, my friend, on Monday. Oh, oh. You know, sometimes you just got to get on Pat McAfee. That's just the way it is. You know, it, <laughs> what an insane experience. I've I've been to so many Lions home games. I've been a season ticket holder for 13 years. I've been to literally every single home game. And this game was nuts afterwards. It was it was nuts during the game, just how loud the amount of Lions fans did get in that stadium when the Bucks came out. And the boos were overwhelmed, the cheers. That's insane to me. But afterwards, man, in the hallways, I've never experienced noise to that level enthusiasm to that level if you follow me on twitter you saw that i gave out probably two thousand high fives my hands are still look like this i don't have full use of them yet Um, (laughs) it was amazing it was it was truly a sight to see it was fantastic i want there's there's something you said that day and you've been to two very very significant games and you said it wasn't those weren't even as loud and not so. And I want you to, I want you to kind of make that comparison because yeah, this is probably going to make Red Wings fans really upset, but I've been to Red Wings Stanley cup championship game winning games. And the crowd was nowhere near like this. Like, you, you know, like this is the top. It doesn't get any better than this. I know that there's less fans theoretically, but Man, like it just, like I said, the enthusiasm was out of this world, completely out of this world. We had, I'm sure that everybody that was there didn't have a voice the next day. Yeah. I I like, I ate like 12 Ricolas just trying to get back to, so I could tell the TSA agent my name. (laughs) Call me. I still don't have my voice fully back. It was, it was in saying it was so great the videos and and sandman and give him a follow please folks at sandman 7773 how are you know the slow lights are out if you don't go there you go there so you know when the slow lights roll um he's got and, and not just that he's got some of the most creative interesting and he finds everything tweets i'm surprised that your followers aren't higher andy i mean you should have double what i do it, there's no question about it i mean <laughs> you're a way better tweeter than i will I, ever be I, yeah i think some of it's i don't do that yeah. follow back thing yeah. Uh, uh, yeah no chris you have the exact amount you don't even have enough you need more i don't do the follow back thing i'm either. fine with my i'm uh, fine with my group of fun lions fans Fine, fine. Um, it was bazonkers. The The post game in the stands was uh, just a riot uh, before we left. Penny Sewell running, giving high fives. Tracy Walker handed his gloves out to two kids, two little kids in the front row and just celebrating uh, bugs, man, going off. Watching Khalil Dorsey 
and Rodrigo stand on the field. And I, and I, I tweeted that one out as players are running around, just looking in awe at the stands. And I turned and got a bunch of video of the stands. The entire visitor's side was blue. It was crazy. And that was during the game. It was incredibly a great time. Um, and, and the players, Hutchinson just couldn't believe he was, he stood there and looked and he's in the videos too. Just stand there like, yep. Oh man, they couldn't believe the fan and fans. I want to tell you, there was a lot of news this week about fans going at it in, in, uh, in uh, Dallas and uh, in between Dallas and San Diego. There were some brawls going on there. And then in Chicago, in a very Chicago way, it was, it was blue on blue crime, a Chicago on bear on bear crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bears fans fighting each other. But after six games, your season's over. Of course, you're going to get frustrated. But uh, it's <laughs> low bears. Um, the, the Lions fans were class. And I'm, I just wanted to thank not just for coming out, but for the attitude that Lions fans had, because it was truly a celebration. It was like Bourbon Street. Mardi Gras in that concourse afterward. And I had a, I felt bad for him in a way. There was a, a, a Bucks fan that had to walk through that sea of blue to get to the exit. He had the same yeah. exit that we did. And he had to come from the far <laughs> corner and um, he came through and he was obviously angry. It's his home stadium. I get it. It was him and his, and his, and his wife. And and he wasn't a very tall fella um, kind of blogger height, but he, he, he just came rolling by and he looked at me and he just had, pure hatred in his eyes. And I don't know why he picked on me. I'm just holding the camera and just kind of like <laughs> soaking it in. Right. I mean, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But just mostly just soaking it in. And he turns to me, he goes, you guys have never been to a Super Bowl. Like that was the mean thing. And I, I just, I was like, and I turned, I said, thanks for visiting. <laughs> it's ours, bitch. We took your oh, ship. We God. took your stadium. We took it all. It was a grand, grand time. Fans, congratulations to you. Well showed great. Like I said, a Mardi Gras kind of atmosphere, no violent jerks. It was just really top shelf, man. What a way for Detroit to show up and show out. That was great, great stuff. So thank you fans for being so great. And everybody who was there, it was, it was a great time. We'll talk more about that. Uh, want to get to the next of the warmups as we gather for the show tonight. Um, thousand days, thousand days. It's been 1,000 days today, as we record this on the 18th of October, since Dan Campbell gave his opening kneecap speech. And it seems, 1,000 seems like a really big number. But if we think about where we were at the end of the Matt Patricia era, I want folks, I, I don't want to hurt you, but please take a moment, think back to where you were in the Matt Patricia area and where you are now with this team and just how different because a thousand days means everything for lions fans. Yeah. You know, a thousand days is insane to me, but at the same time, that's such a fast turnaround. When you consider what this team looked like when he took it over and then they traded Matthew Stafford immediately and they, you know, made all sorts of moves that were a team that was in full, full rebuild. This, you know, wasn't a two, three-year thing. This was going to be a five-year thing. And they, you know, kind of alluded to that. And, um, you know, just how fast it's happened. Yeah. It's, it's really been incredible. The talent gap between, 
you know, and, and I'm sure we're, we're going to talk about it later, but we have so many injuries right now, but it doesn't matter because the bottom line of our talent is so high that yeah. Tracy Walker is a starter on other teams, 100%. And he's a starter here with CJ down, but Melifonwu even looked fantastic in the game he played. We, we've got backups that are not just serviceable. They're above average, and that's incredible. You know, that turnaround's so fast. There was a point, you want to talk about crazy. There was, it was Iffy, Will Harris, and uh, Jerry standing three in a row. Iffy on the right, Will Harris in the middle, and Jerry on the left. And I, I just laughed because they were three completely different body types. And Will Harris is like you slammed Iffy and Jerry together. <laughs> Jerry is this brute. This is just a brute of a dude. He's not super tall. He's 5'11", I think, six foot. He, but he's just a freaking brute, man. His calves like you think about the injury he went through with his with his um with his ACL and you look at both of them and you look at the calves on this man and the work that he's had to put in he'll kill you he'll kill you with his calves alone man crazy and then if he he's a tall kind of a slender guy and I get it now where some of those injuries are coming from because he he doesn't have as much meat on his bones for the height that he carries but when you put them together and you look at Will Harris he is just a brick house, man. My guy is, he's like, I don't know. He's probably six, two. I'm guessing six, one somewhere in there and built out, like built out. And it was just funny to see him lined up in a, in a stack like that to see like, Oh wow. These are three completely different body types. <laughs> oh man. And the guy in the middle plays both positions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's one of the things, right? Like how many people wrote off Will Harris? As a, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's out of here. You know, he's a, a Maurice Buffet. He's, you know, who knows who. And, like, this coaching staff just continues to get, you know, things out of these players that, you know, didn't look possible at the time. Yep. This coaching staff, congratulations to you for bringing something to Detroit that hasn't been here. I don't remember this in 91. When, when, when we did win the playoff game, I don't remember this in the, I mean, I remember all the fun in the Barry area Barry, I went and saw him at the Silverdome so many times. What was the thing that happened at the Silverdome, Andy? What was <laughs> the best blow job you've ever got? Yep. Walking out of that building. Woo. That was great. Uh, <laughs> um, but Barry, the Silverdome years, even those, I mean, those great years that we had, they weren't like this year, Brad Holmes. And Dan and, and Brad, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and the rest of these coaches, Dre Bly, who hasn't gotten much talk this year. But boy, look what that secondary's done. Yeah. Dre Bly. Um, Steve Hyden, tight ends coach. Nobody's talking about him. Have you seen the tight ends? Have you seen Sam Laporta out there? Have you seen what's happened? Yeah, yeah. This staff has brought it. And fans are, I mean, look, there's a lot to celebrate. You watch the games, you see the win column, and you're like, yeah, but it's these guys putting in the work. And then I'll say one last time, last year's team was the turnaround team. That 2022 Detroit Lions team deserves the shout out. Well, some people were tweeting that, you know, joke of a franchise or whatever else. That was the team that turned this ship right and turned this thing in the right direction. Thousand days, thousand days, season three, yeah. and here we are. You know, And you said it, it feels different, right? 
I was thinking to myself earlier today about how I felt in 2011 when they started 5-0. and And it's so different. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest feeling because those games and that team felt like it was a puncher's chance, right? Like yeah. we could throw haymakers with the best of them and yep. we happened to catch five teams in a row. And then we fought against a complete fighter, the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. And they showed, you know, they made us look like who we really were. And, um, you know, not to get too ahead of myself, but kind of feel that way about the Ravens. Mm. I kind of feel like the Ravens are the 2011 Lions and we're the 2011 49ers. As confusing as that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, let's get into it. Let's review the game. Let's talk about what we saw out there because what a heck of a time it was. Lions fans on TV, in person, everywhere, the world around. The Detroit Lions entirely destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming out of a bye, the Buccaneers did not even score a touchdown. They had two weeks to prepare for the Detroit Lions, all the film in the world, and couldn't even put a touchdown on a man who was much maligned early this year, Aaron Glenn, and his defense. Yep. What, you know, we're going to keep talking about turnarounds here, but Aaron Glenn is just seems to be unflappable. You know, it seems like every year or whatever, we have one of these games where something is wrong <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> something bad happens. Um, but yeah, he stays, you know, to the course. He knows the players that he has. He knows that uh, he'll, he'll get them in the right position eventually. And this turnaround has been absolutely insane to me. When you look at the defense that we have this year, it's really not that different than the defense we had last year. We added Cam Sutton, who is an unsung hero on this team right now. Yep. He doesn't get talked about. And when you're a cornerback and you don't get talked about, that's good. Because he doesn't get thrown out, um, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we're not that different, but the production is so much higher and is, is so much better. You know, Aaron Glenn's really, uh, you know, locked up his role here. Yeah, 100%. And we love us some Aaron Glenn, don't we? <laughs> um, I got to talk a little bit about we were going to we talk we we had a lot on the we had our coverage from the game. Um, just want to talk about what happened as far as the, the tailgate for folks. As some folks know, but a lot don't. Um, we went out to eat. We went to a really nice restaurant. I'm not going to name it because I don't want. It's a great restaurant, and it's it's you know things happen sometimes, I guess. But uh, the the Lions linebackers were there the same night we were, and there was no you know no issue for them. Um, I ate something that did not work out well at all. Had this game not pushed back, I'm not sure we would have been able to make it. 
Um, shout out to Pepto and Imodium for <laughs> helping me make the game. It was, it was, I mean, the very last thing I did was one last electrolyte dump before we left. It was, I mean, and then I got in the car and we went. It was a little bit dodgy there in the beginning, but we made it. We came around. We had to get our some stuff, our tickets at a certain spot, uh, our sideline tickets. So we, we were going to do that, and we had to come in from a different direction, and the cops shoved us into a parking lot, and we were absolutely where we didn't pay, but they let us in anyway. And we're the opposite side of the stadium with a cooler full of beer, a bunch of food, table, chairs, and easy up the whole thing. And we were basically all alone. We were late because of the whole situation. But we got there. Um, didn't drink any of the beer. <laughs> didn't eat any of the food. Um, didn't even yeah. drink a I brought a water just because I figured I'd sweat out and I didn't fill at the same time. So there was no other place for it to go. But um, it was it was rough, man. So we went. We did our thing and um, had a. We got there, got the tickets, went in and made it right down to the sideline. Got some hugs from uh, from Craig Reynolds. Met his um, his college roommate, who was, yeah, was very cool, absolutely awesome, awesome. Uh, Levi, I see you went to Frenchies. Very good choice. I took Andy down there too. Uh, so yep. Colin and the crew Fantastic. down there. It was it was really really good. It was a good time there. French is the place to be if you're gonna be in in the Clearwater area. Anyway, um, we went in, got to the sideline, um, talked to a couple players, coached the whole thing, did our thing. Uh, great picks up close interaction. It was it was fantastic, Andy. And and God, it's good. You know when you're local and you have you know your your local connections, it's a great way to get things done. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks to our friends who took care of us to get us down there. Um, fantastic. And then did the. The penguin walk back. Um, they gave out. Oh, I didn't have it with me. Darn it. Me, my wife might be listening. She might throw me one. They gave out birth control as we were walking in to the stadium. The little orange Tampa Bay Buccaneer sure bucket did. hats. <laughs> to guaranteed to prevent you from getting laid. Um, so they, they're creamsicle. They're cute. But uh, anyway, there's that. Um, got to the seats. We were in great. We were right behind the bench. Second row. Andy, different experience than you're used to, right? Yes. Yeah. Much different interactive more than you're used to right but yeah like you're way closer to players you kind of you know focus on that more not during plays obviously but you you know see the body language you see the coaches talking to whoever they're talking to you see you know the players hyping each other up getting ready to go um yeah it's completely different you know so my normal seats for those that don't know i'm like at tv camera height at ford field and i'm at like the 35 yard line so I basically have, you know, the TV angle live. So I see everything. It's, you know, it's a really nice look at the field for watching football. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was fantastic. The players were interacting with us, pumping us up. You know, um, oh, yeah. Alex Anzalone came over. I've sh- I'm sure all of you guys saw the picture of him with his family. Apparently mm-hmm. his family was sitting five seats away from us. <laughs> and uh, he, was, yeah, was he was looking for him the whole game. And by the way, you have those gilded seats at, at, at Ford Field. Let's not forget the big high back with the arms and they're all golden. Uh, anyway, uh, name engraved, right? Uh, it says uh, Sam and the Kang, I believe. Uh, but anyway, um, Anzalone sitting just a couple seats away. And, and the thing about Anzalone this game that was interesting from where we were at, throughout the game, I noticed he was looking up in the stands and he was looking for somebody, right? And just knowing his story, I assumed it was family, or or something and he kept looking kept looking and after the game 
celebrations they, they had met in the middle of the field with the other players. Job well done. John better job better done. Thank you, Dan Miller. Credit to him. Uh, he came back looking again and we were giving him the Gator chomp, right? Got it. Cause my son's yep. Gator. Go Gators. Uh, and so we were trying to get him to Gator chomp at us and interact and have some fun. And he, he's like, no, 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 not, not right now. And he was looking and then he locked in and saw him and he came over and he jumped up on a box that was over by the sideline. And it was, it was his parents at the moment. I didn't know it. I shot the video. I tweeted it right away. And it was his parents got his picture taken with him right there. I mean, we're just out of the picture on that one. Um, like I said, got video. And it was absolutely heartwarming. I mean, amongst everything else, right? The sea of emotions as a Lions fan that were going on that day to see Anzalone see his parents after being trapped overseas and the whole thing was just just amazing, right? Just a cherry on top of everything else. It was absolutely fantastic. How lucky was it that that box was there? It was like in the literal perfect spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, the yeah. only spot that box could have been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for real. Um, just a second. Um, it did get delivered. Thank you, baby. Um, this is the prophylactic device that they were handing out at the beginning, guaranteed to prevent you from getting laid. Great birth control. Um, and there it is. That's the uh, what they were giving. Other cute, the creamsicle. It's kind of fun, but it'll it'll stay away from creamsicle the jerseys. Sure. Were awesome, man. Yeah, they were, they were super cool. It was awesome. Um, what else? Uh, just from the stands' perspective and the sideline. Um, just as a result of everything else going on before the game, when I before we got there, we weren't going to do any sideline reporting at that point or YouTube reporting. It was just one of those things where it was like, ah, sweat on the brow, you know, just let's just, <laughs> let's get through here. So everything settled down. It was great. Um, game started and it was tense. Andy, the, that first quarter, you know, you know, the feeling, right? You sit down, yep. you're ready for the game and you're like, ah, and then no, nothing was really pushing too hard. One way or another. we got the three. Okay. That's great. But there was tension, just tension waiting for it to break out. And it didn't feel maybe it's me. Maybe it was the, the, the sitting there. Maybe it's historical. It didn't feel really kind of good till we got to 17 points. Really? To, I don't know. You know what it is? And it's maybe it's an old yeah. school Lions fan thing. But until then, once we hit 17, I started feeling a lot, a lot more relaxed. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's kind of that way for most Lions games for me, because I've been there too many times where you look at the score and you're like, oh, the Lions have this in the bag. And then, oops, they don't. And oops, they don't. Uh, but, you know, man, like any game that's like this where the defense is doing work, part of you expects that they can't keep this up all game. There's going to be a breakdown. Something's going to happen because that's just kind of what happens. Uh, you know, that's kind of what happened to the Bucks on the Jameson Williams touchdown. Yes. They just got they just got caught in the wrong defense against the perfect play. And that just kind of happens. Um, but it never happened. It just never happened. And you talked about it a little bit earlier, but the bucks coming off of a buy and not having a better game plan of how to attack us is a testament to this staff yeah. and their ability to impose their will on the, uh, on the opponent. And you can take this game from exactly exactly what you said, Andy. I'm I'm, I'm double double stamping it, and look at the KC game. Everybody told yep. us how Andy Reid, when he gets time, he never loses. He never loses. He always out schemes. Yep. He always beats the other team when he has the whole off season to to scheme and beat and work and and and, and here we show up. And Andy Reid lost at home on Super Bowl banner raising night, and it happens again. 
when they get that a good three and one Bucks team. They're not a bad team. Their defensive line, no. oof, man. And when you you look, we've got we'll talk about our offensive line. But when if we didn't have that offensive line, <laughs> it could have been a whole different story at this game. Oof, yeah, man. they were. Uh... They were doing work. It was like two juggernauts, you know, hitting hitting each other in the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that and that's the thing, right? Is that the Buccaneers are not a bad team. They've put up points on other teams. They've prevented points from other teams. Mm-hmm. They're you know, they're not you know winning the Super Bowl this year or anything like that. But they're like a decent team, and we made them look like a bad team. Yes, we made them look horrible. And that's really what the Lions have done to the last, what was it, four, four games in a row? Yeah. Five games in a row? Yep. You know, like, I guess four, but yeah, like we've won by 14 points or more. That's incredible. That doesn't happen in the NFL. There's a reason why you could have the 2008 Lions against the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs, and yep. the, the spread would be like seven points. Yeah, because it's it's just too crazy of a thought that a team in the NFL is going to win by that margin. We've done it four weeks in a row. Crazy. It is absolutely insane. Um, We were told by a lot of people for a long time, and I'm just look, I'm doing my dance. I'm doing my lap. I get it. I I deserve it, folks. So so just go with me. We were told that Jared Goff could not win a game he's a guy that can win games but can't win a game for you i would say that jared goff is prominently in the seat of the guy who won the game for us this week oh if he throws 40 passes you're losing jared goff offensive player of the week this week and did it by winning a game for the detroit lions my guy keeps getting better and he is he is who i thought he was He, he is one heck. I mean, some of those throws were just some some of them. Like, if, if anyone watches, if you want to really have a good a good YouTube kind of feed, add the JTO JTO Sullivan quarterback school stuff that he does. He does some really really good analysis. There's and it's really it's it's Sandman slow lights. There's there's something about seeing these the the line play and the the wide receivers breaking and the coverage at this slower speed the slow motion and seeing how these things fit together all of a sudden these concepts like holy shit i get how this works i've learned so much about football because of slow lights and slowing it down and just kind of analyzing those plays jt o'sullivan does that he does multiples he does the whiteboardy on the screen and stuff he did a great great video on golf and he calls him out he had a couple of throws that were bad some of them were because they were hurried and some he says to, to quote jt o'sullivan former Lions quarterback, <laughs> uh, sometimes good enough is good enough and you get away with it. And we had that a lot with Matthew Stafford. You have it a lot with Tom Brady, right? The pl- throws aren't always perfect in the basket, but man, when they needed to be, they were. And Jerry Goff got this team to where it needed to be this week. Man, oh man, yeah, what a guy. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I was one of those, Jared Goff isn't going to win you a game, but he's probably not going to lose you the game either sort of guys. And this year has just, it's been the resurgence. Or maybe it's brand new golf to go along with our brand new Lions. I honestly, you know, Dan Campbell talked about it uh, recently about how golf is improving. He's getting better and he's getting more comfortable in this offensive system and he's getting more comfortable with his receivers. Yep. And that's, you know, and you can see it. 
you can see, you know, like, uh, you know, put the tape on from last week and put it against any of the previous Jared Goff games. And you can just see it kind of click where he's throwing guys before they've even made their final cut. He's fitting it into tight windows. He's not afraid to let it loose. Um, you know, he's throwing down the field at a crazy rate, like a very high rate. Yep. Um, and that was the thing that always bothered people about Goff is that he was checked down Charlie. He was going to take the underneath safe throw that may not get them the first down or the touchdown, but it, you know, was going to keep things moving. Yep. And that's not, you know, not what he really is this year. It's, uh, it's been quite a, quite a sight to see. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they decide to do with him contract extension wise. I know there's still Lions fans that hate the idea of that. They think that Jared Goff is QB purgatory, but I just can't, I just can't mm-hmm. agree with those people at this point. No. Um, Jody Manchin, seeing passes from behind the quarterback really shows how insane some of the throws are. From the broadcast angle, you just don't see how tight those windows. And that's something, Andy, I want to talk about with the the lower view um, from where you from where you normally sit. Um, there was one I have a video that one I shot. There's a couple other ones where you see like the, the JMO drop, right? You are like the JMO drop. That ball was coming right at us, right? I mean, it was on a line from Jared Goff's arms to JMO's hands. And one of the Amon Ra out routes coming the other way was the same thing. It was right at us. And he came running down right in front of us as he came out of bounds. Um, just watching that ball at that angle versus from kind of the, the more TV angle is pretty crazy, isn't it? And seeing what those windows are like and how fast that game is and how things open and close in a heartbeat, man. It's just, it's incredible to see. Yeah, I mean, God. Goff had a throw to Amon Ra, I think it was in the third quarter, where he, it was actually a no-look pass. Yes. It was kind of crazy. He kind of tilted sideways, drew the linebacker out of the way, and threw it right where the linebacker used to be. And, yeah, like, that's kind of stuff that, yeah, it's harder to see from up a pie because you do. You have the TV camera angle, and everybody looks like there's a lot more space than there actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the kind of the nature of that that angle, I suppose. Yep. But yep. Uh, yeah, JMO, I was I was I was wrong on the JMO drop when I and on rewatch in the game, it looked like he ran deep on the route and had to come back. But it was just golf getting juiced up in you know in the pocket and having to get rid of it and just didn't deliver a good ball to him. Jamo looked freaking beautiful there. It'll be interesting to see what happens because most of Jamo's snaps were run plays, and yep. that kind of talks to you about is this easing him back? Is this a confidence thing from the coaches? When you heard when you saw what Jamo did, right? I've never I don't remember I don't recall Dan Campbell checking back his enthusiasm with somebody before and but that's one that's one right like as as he was celebrating it then he caught it and said that's one there's obviously something i think they're building something this is the turn we want from jmo like we've you know folks know we've talked about it before we want to see him turn the corner it's absolutely want what we want from jmo and maybe maybe he is and god that would be fantastic i'm there for it you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's yeah. one of the things where, where I'm at is with the players, like with golf, I was in on golf because I knew what we had in golf. People just didn't like it. And we talked about, he doesn't have anybody to throw to, 
right? He, it was a decimated roster left behind by Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. It was actually worse than when they left. Of course, no quarterback's going to perform well in that situation. I mean, Geno Smith was a turd ball until all of a sudden he got on a team. And now look at him. He's Superman. He, he earned an extension, right? So mm-hmm. much depends on what you are surrounded by as a quarterback. Um, Brock Purdy, I'm pretty sure that he's not much on, on many other teams uh, in the NFL. Not dogging him. Hope he gets the bag out of this, the whole thing. Uh, but that's just, it's just so much else about what you're with. Um, J-Mo's a thing, man, that it looks like he's he might be getting it. And I hope so. I just, I hope so. Because I think I would love to see him pay off and be what he's supposed to be. Or even a close fraction to approximation to what he's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, we've all been waiting for full J-Mo. Forever, it feels like. Forever. Yep. We've been waiting. And, you know, I don't know why this is, you know, but he seems to get so slowly rolled into the game plans. You know, like he was ready to go last year, uh, started to practice and really didn't get a full workload ever last year. Even he was never a featured wide receiver. Right. Um, And it's been the same this year. Obviously, you know, started out poorly with the um, suspension. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they really are doing exactly what they said they're going to do. They're working him in, yep. they're getting him used to it, you know? And part of that is like you said, it's, it was mostly run plays, you know, when, when he trotted out there, um, you know, I, th- I'd have to relook and I'm, I'm kind of speaking out of my butt here, but it felt like two thirds of his plays were either just clear out for the running back or, you know, block and just get your hands dirty. Yep. And, uh, you know, which is fine because we're, we're winning with the way that he's being used. The real hope is that when he is fully unlocked and fully a part of this roster and running full route trees and doing things differently, that this offense just lights up. This might be, just based on what we've heard, this might be the coaching staff making him pay dues to get the payoff. And he's paying them. That mm-hmm. could be the trajectory we're seeing. Go out and block. Show us that you're going to be in there. Show us what you that you you are committed. Now, there's something I want to talk about with that that one that drop pass because bad pass, drop pass, whatever. However, they counted. I don't know. This is something that other teams, corners and safeties, right now are absolutely absolutely shitting their pants over. They're absolutely having a conniption because that stop. And the defender, literally, they said it in the chat, on skates for another five yards down the field. And he just stood there, had his nails done, checked the wind, checked his text, and then the ball came, right? I mean, he had all day with all that separation. If you're covering him and he can stop like that and he can go like that, what do you do? Are you always ready to stop and kind of playing it tight and then he's gone? Are you always running the the, the long dash and he stops? He just effed up about every single defensive coordinator out there with that play this week that he is going to get. And that's something you talked about uh, as we were watching the game, the game before he would pop up there and they would give him the safety, give him 10 yards they would back up way down the field and give him all kinds of cushion. Now, I mean, it's like you have to press man and top cover this guy. Like you have to have two people on JMO at all times. Otherwise, he will beat you. He will absolutely beat you. That's crazy yep. to me. That is crazy yeah. to me. What kind of a weapon and, he's and, turning into. 
And that's the scary thing is that generally in the NFL, long wide receivers like JMO that that have the ability to do what he does are effective, but they're not as effective because in order to get the ball to guys like that, you need time. You need to be able to have time in the pocket. You need to be able to look at all your options and decide, oh, this long ball feels pretty good. And the Lions are built for that. You know, the Bucks yep. defensive line is a very, very good defensive line. Yeah. And I couldn't count how many times Jared Goff took his, you know, five-step drop, took another two steps forward, and there was nobody within two yards of him. Just nobody. And he had the time to do whatever the hell he wanted. And when you have that much time and a guy that can put the jets on and you have time to put him into double move situations where he fakes the stop and then goes like, that's just separation. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard to defend. It really is. Yeah. It's a nightmare. This, this is, this is absolutely crazy. All right. Um, Montgomery, we'll talk about him in a little bit. He looked, you know, he looked really good while we had him. There was the split route outside uh, to Montgomery. They didn't throw it to him. They uh, went with a different play and then Montgomery was out sick. And then they did this exact same formation with Craig Reynolds and they did throw the ball to him. It was one of those Ben Johnson deals. It was, it was like, mm-hmm. wait, it's, 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 it's like, wait, they already did this. This is going to be, Oh wait, no, <laughs> it went to Reynolds and Reynolds went for, what was it? 20 yards, something like that. Great yep. run, stacked it up Reynolds. And, and I, I attribute all of this, of course, to him and I meeting and me meeting his, uh, his college roommate, having a great conversation while we were there. Um, it, it was the dust. It was the Chris dust that just dropped on him. And he had this, this career day. I'm, I'm sorry if my dust injured Montgomery, but Reynolds came up that block. I'm not sure I've seen a man fly a man that size fly through the air that far since I last mm-hmm. watched a Superman movie. Holy shit. He got blown out of his shoes, bro. Here, here's the reason why you put guys like Craig Reynolds on special teams. That was a special teams block. <laughs> that wasn't, yeah. a, that wasn't, yeah. yep. that wasn't a normal play block. That was a, I'm, I've got 15 yards of running head start. And, uh, you know, who gives a crap? I'm throwing my shoulder into your chest. Yeah. I'm clearing the way, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's not a guy that's afraid of contact and, you know, special teams will do that to you. We'll give yeah. you that confidence. Absolutely. Give you that uh, luster. You look at our, our, if you include our, um, our tight end, uh, Marvin Jones, Jr. MJJ, we know about him. That's okay. But from PFF scores on the, on the season, Laporta is the lowest. At 75. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is all beautiful. Goff is a 90 rating. Mm-hmm. First in the NFL. Number one in the NFL. Um, Gibbs, 62 rating. I mean, our, our offensive line across the right is just blown all above 80. Decker, oddly, is 63. Uh, played injured. It's interesting to see yep. to see that his is, I don't want to say that low because 63 is not a bad score, right? And then even Ayahuasca, <laughs> Yodi, he's down there at 61 and a half, right? I mean, he's right in Decker range. That O-line has been, we'll talk about it, but they have been standing up and giving Goff the space to throw and, and him with that confidence, he will just tear you apart, man. He will tear you apart. Yep. All right, let's take a quick look on the defensive side of the ball. Jerry Jacobs, uh, earlier in the season, he had a 40 ball 
on uh, his PFF score. He's 62 now, right? Cam Sutton at 70. Our corners, our corners are looking like they're good, good corners. Tracy Walker mm-hmm. blowing at a 70, right? Uh, Kirby had a little bit of a tough game. It's all right. They were they were trying to hammer him. They thought they could get him at the end there. Do you remember? I was like, they got to pull him. Don't put him out there. He's cramping. Don't let this guy get hurt. Like mm-hmm. that was like yeah. the last whatever their last drive. He was squatting down on the ground on the two minute up morning. They were pouring Gatorade down his throat with a funnel like it was a college frat party. I mean, they were trying to get him back in between plays. He was just stretching, stretching, trying to keep it straight. He played it. He they tried to pick on him in specificity, and he was able to say, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, thank you very much. Uh, Anzalone Barnes, tight end or, or linebacker core. Everyone was all like, 70 and above, 70 and above. Um, this defense, juicy, buddy. It is juicy and delicious. I, I love, I love what we're seeing from this team. It is, you know, and, and one of the things that I think makes a defense so good, and especially a defense like the Lions, is complementary football, right? I mean, we're talking about, not just cover corners, not just guys that are sticky in coverage, but that will run up and, and do run fits. You know, there was that crazy play that Jerry Jacobs made um, on the screen pass where he dipped. He looked like James Houston. He dipped. He was he like crawled on his knees to get past the, the blocker and got to his guy for I think it was like a two or three yard loss. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just everybody's doing their job and they're doing it well. When you, when you only need to worry about what you need to worry about, everything else becomes so easy. Yep. And that's always the problem. And that's the problem that every team has in the NFL until they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Jeff Hoffman saying our corners got torched a few times, though. Bad throws and pressure saved us a few times. That's the NFL, bro. That is. That's why they, that's that's the number one position for a goldfish memory. <laughs> Do not hang on to anything. It's play to play to play because. You've seen it. We've seen it a million times. Perfect coverage gets beat by the perfect throw and perfect catch. It's it's it happens to the very, very best out mm-hmm. there. It's going to happen. That's the nature of the game. But if your percentages are high enough, it's it's like having a, a three and a half yard average on the run. No, oh, OK, that's fine. Every three yard, every three downs, you're going to have a first down. You're good. No problem. Right. You don't you don't see a fourth down. You're done. Three and a half yards per run is a great average. Um if you average enough stops and get burnt once in a while, they'll move the ball a little bit, but they're not going to beat you. And they're only going to wind up with six points. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so defense looking good out there. Special teams. Fox got himself a game ball. Um, oh, yeah. I remember the guy behind us. There's the he, poor guy. I, I do feel bad in a way for Tampa fans. And then I remember I've been Lions fans in that exact same situation. So I don't. Yep. But the guy behind us kept just crowing about the punter on, on Tampa. And he was, man, he would boom the snot out of that ball. But with some of the, the, the second pinner punt that uh, Fox put up there, I was like, I turned and I was going to say something like, where's the where's the punter guy? They, they'd left the game already. By that point, they gave up yeah. on, the, on that great punter of theirs. But uh, Jack Fox, the entire team on special teams looking good. A uh, little bit of a miss on that field goal there. Andy, does are we do we always just go for it on the forty and longer? Is that really it? You know, I, yeah, I think if it's a fifty-five yard field goal or more, I think that that's just Dan Campbell go for it zone. Like it, yeah. punting it doesn't make sense. You might only gain fifteen net yards. That's not really worth it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing. And um, you know, you brought up the fan, 
that was talking about the punter all game. <laughs> and and while we were there, I was thinking about this, and I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want the guy to hear me or whatever, but um, that's what bad teams do. <laughs> that's what fans of teams that aren't living up to their potential do. How often were we talking? There's a reason Don Molbach, Jason Hansen, Long Matt Prater, yeah, like that. All these guys are folk heroes to Lions fans, and uh, yeah, it just days gone by, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not bugs out there looking great, and and on the sideline, this is one of those things, right? That interaction you get. Bugs was there, and he was like telling fans, he's like. Like he play after play, he's making, he's beasted it out there. He's like, see, I, I told you, mm-hmm. I told you there's, there's, <laughs> I, even JMO, I saw somebody in the, in the chat saying, Hey, yeah. Uh, Amon Ra on one podcast said, Hey, JMO, maybe celebrate the team next time. JMO had something yep. to prove. Bugs has something to prove. Jerry had something to prove. These guys all are running with a chip on their shoulder and have something to prove. And it's made them better players. It's helped them keep that kind of underdog mentality. It's that grit, that 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 Dan Campbell attitude for this team. They have been they have been able to embrace it and found what their chip is and 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 just carried that. And it is really, really something. It is it is fantastic to see. Um, anything else about the game? What what didn't we cover, Mister Sandman, sir? Uh, you know, I don't know if I have any major thoughts that uh, you know. It's it's just such a a good win for the Lions. It yeah. really is. It's it's a we are who we thought we are kind of win, yeah. right? That that we're not just a knockout artist that can sometimes take teams out but then other times can crap the bed. Um, that's the biggest takeaway. And now I think we're going into the game. That is the litmus test for that. Yes. How do we, how do we do in Baltimore with their, you know, quote unquote, good defense and their scary quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that because we've played some mobile quarterbacks this year, but uh, first we want to talk a little bit about, the injury and depth situation. Um, where do the Detroit Lions stand? Well, Montgomery, rib cartilage. And, and Andy, you have an eye for live ball. I'm just, I just, it's, I love watching games with you because you're like, yeah, he, it, like he's down. I was like, and everyone's like, oh shit. And you're like, yeah, he hit his ribs. He went down on the ball. And then we're like, put up. And then the, 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 the how do you see shit? So you should be an official, actually. You, sh- you could actually call games correctly because you actually see what the fuck is going on in real time. My brain and eyes don't work at speed like yours do. You are like special. My friends are constantly annoyed when we're watching sporting events. I'm like, you see that guy in the stands picking his nose while drinking a beer? <laughs> I don't know. It just, <laughs> I don't know what happens. It just, it just does. But yeah, no, as soon as he went down and I saw that tackle, I was like, he's going to be hurt because he landed right on that ball. And yeah. anytime one of these guys lands on the ball like that, you know, th- that ball's not soft. <laughs> well, Brady, <laughs> you ball, know, right, it, but... yeah, that, that's true. That's might be why he did it to help his running backs and wide receivers stay healthy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it was like right in his bottom of his chest plate. Right where, you know, all the ribs are. Yep. yep. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, my fear at the time was that he broke a rib. So I'm really excited that, you know, it's just something that can be worked through uh, instead yep. of something that's, you know, going to take him out for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Um, the other one you saw that nobody saw, I think it was a touchdown that was called back for offensive pass interference on the Bucks. It, in the moment, you're like, he pushed him out of there. Like, you were like full, like, oh, man, it's still hurts my throat to yell. You were full on angry. I'm like, did, did he what? what? And it was like at a little bit of a weird angle. But I was like, he pushed him. Are you sure? Like, like what the heck? And everyone in, in Tampa's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's defensive pass interference. Fuck it. That's our ball. That's we. It's our points. That's our points. <laughs> and sure as shit, like, you look at the, the, the replay on the big screen. It's like. Damn, Andy. And it's funny watching. I was watching the Slack chat a few times and check in on it. How far behind I would have the play, the Andy, like almost bang, bang. And then the replay on the big screen and be able to say what happened. And it wasn't even on TV yet. <laughs> it's crazy how long that delay is. Um, but it was it was I should just do an Andy feed. That's really like forget the Manning feed. Just put land Andy in the stands. and You'll know exactly what's going to go on and where the where the calls are going to go. It's crazy. You know, it's it's harder with Ben Johnson, but with Jim Bob Cooter, with Scott Linehan, yeah, I used to be able to sit up in the stands and know and I would tell whoever I was with, I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be a screen pass to the left and you know, there's lots of Lions fans that I'm sure can do that, but you know, Reynolds, it's it's Reynolds harder Cole. it's hard yep, yep. It's harder with Ben Johnson. And that should yeah. that should say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey there, Mike or Mike. How you doing? Good to see you, brother. Thanks for joining us. Um, all right. Um, lots going on. Let's let's see. I think we covered the game. That, yeah, we're at the the injury piece. We signed Mo Ibrahim. Um, cool. Yep. That's nice. That's, 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 we've got some depth there. Anything else in the injury front that you want to cover quick, Sam, man? Because I don't have an extensive list. I didn't do that. There was one other piece that I wanted to go to uh, in that yeah, space issue. The, you know, we talked about Montgomery's injury and bringing Ibrahim up, but man, our running back room is decimated. Craig Reynolds showing up like a, what was it? Toe and a hamstring. Yep. You know, yep. like that, that's kind of wonky. Uh, you know, that's going to be something to see because, you know, one of the things that makes this offense tick is that Jared Goff can count on everybody. Yep. And I feel like Gibbs, Montgomery and Reynolds, those are the three guys that he knows will be in the right place to get their block. They're going to go into the right spot for, you know, their route. Once you start having to put Ozigbo or Ibrahim out there more, uh, that kind of breaks down a little bit, and that's a a little scarier. But uh, I think, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, uh, or you guys will talk about it uh, later, but our bye week is coming at the perfect time. Yes, it is. Yes. It is the perfect time for this. Yep. And we're yep. we're going to need it. We're going to come back full, full strength, hopefully. And uh, yeah, feel really good about it. Yep. We got Gibbs and Branch on limited practice. That's good news. That gets yep. them ready. That that'll be Branch is a big help if he can play against against Baltimore by week. Great point, Andy, coming up at just the right time. I'm not feeling super terrified about about, you know, you don't look past. And, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But about that Raiders game. Uh, Raiders game is set up as that the perfect trap game. If we come out like we think we will out of this uh, this Ravens game, I don't want to give too much away, but um, there's there's that one. There's something else breaking, some news in the NFL, and I want to talk about this. Um, young man Derek Henry 
isn't so young. He's 30 years old. He's in the last year of his contract. Um, the Titans believe he's slowing down. Um, they want to get him to a contender before he goes. Now, traditionally, whenever Lions fans have heard someone say they want to send a player to a contender, they're like, oh, well, then we're out of the man. It's different this year. And sure is. if you look at a guy like Derrick Henry, is he going to look? He's perfect. He's perfect for a Brad Holmes one year contract after this year. He's perfect fit for that kind of thing. If, if he can make it work, do you give a fifth? Because he's not going to be, look, they know that they're not going to get much of anything for him. They know he could retire at the end of this year, right? It, it's, it's all wide open. There's not for a half a season of Derrick Henry. He's fine. He has slowed down a bit, but you say that while we're sitting there in Tampa, he was in the top five speediest players of the week. So that was kind of interesting to see all like 21 miles an hour. Almost. I believe. Um, yep. He's definitely got some juice in that tank. If we could get a Derrick Henry for like a fifth or maybe even a fourth for the rest of this year, and then you have the potential to pull him in for a one-year deal or a two-year deal, how do you feel about something like that, Sam? Man, what are you thinking? I, I don't know about long-term, but getting him for the rest of this year, I think would be incredible. I think he runs the exact way that the Lions want their running backs to run. He's good in pass protection. You know, defenders don't want to take him head on in the hole. Yeah. Um, you know, because he'll he'll run you over, he'll stiff arm you into the ground, he'll kill you in there. And that's a, um, that's that's what how we use Monty, right? But yep. and and that's exactly it, is that that's what Monty is. Yeah. And people, you know, he's not as big as Derrick Henry, he's not like six foot eight and mm-hmm. three hundred pounds. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's not the incredible Hulk. But Derek or David Montgomery does that for us. And there's a reason why our run game has looked the way that it is because when you have a guy that turns two yard runs into four yard runs and five yard runs into eight yard runs, that is so valuable to a team, especially like the lions that they just want to be on schedule. You know, they're not trying to score in four plays, even though they can, they're trying to take time off the clock. They're trying to control the game, keep it on their level, keep it on their speed. And Derrick Henry, I think, is perfect for that. I think, you know, you bring him on for this one year at the trade deadline. If, you know, if the price is right, I'm with you. I, I don't, a fourth is like right at that teetering yeah, point for yeah. me, right? Where it's like, yeah, but. Throw me a seventh back. <laughs> if, if, yeah. But, but we have to start looking at this. Where, where did Brad Holmes come from? He came from the Rams, who had zero issues going balls out. Yep. We think that this is our year, we need to maximize that potential. And I think adding Derrick Henry to the mix would really, I mean, that would just really help out, especially, you know, we've, we've had a ton of injuries at that position already. It never hurts to have another guy back there. I don't know who you, who you take off the roster to put him on it. Cause I don't think Craig Reynolds can go. Cause Derrick Henry's not a special teams guy, Yep, yep. but oh, man, it's hard not to like, you know, like when you have a fresh David Montgomery or a fresh, uh, you know, what do you do at the end of the year when your team's all beat up and you're facing a running back that's just coming downhill full force into dudes? And that's, no one's going to want to tackle that guy. That's the thing. The Lions use our running backs to set up. Like our first quarters, typically, you see a ton of runs. It's just tenderizing. The defensive line, it's tenderizing the defense. It's opening up the pass. It's opening up the play action. But 
it sets up the rest of the game. And to have a punishing runner like Henry and like like Monty, right? And then you have Gibbs and Reynolds. And, and here's Michael Mike. Uh, Henry, Gibbs, Monty, Reynolds, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Absolutely, man. I mean, the things you could do, two big guys, two quick guys, a combo of both, right? Uh, Reynolds on one Split out on one side, uh, uh, um, um, Gibbs on the other side, split out Henry behind you, Laporta in a tight end. I mean, like, it's crazy what you could do to a team and how you could scramble the eggs. Who do you cover again is always the question. And that's the one of the things exploiting those matchups that is the key to Ben Johnson to have those kinds of guys available. Like, I, I don't even know what defense you put on the field at that point to try to stop the potential of all of those guys. Right. Just crazy stuff, yep. just crazy stuff. And um, it's, 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 I, I love, I love to see it. I love to think of it. The chance, the chance um, I wouldn't, I, I won't go too deep on this. Right. I, I love dreaming about it. I love thinking about what it could be. I'm not marrying it yet, but looking at how things are going right now with the Detroit lions, um, and, and the running back room and how much we depend on it. I just think that there's, there's a potential, there's a potential to roll, roll the, the yeah. dice for Brad Holmes there. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, let's keep rolling. I will get to, we just got, uh, another donation. I will get that in a second. Um, really quick. We'll move on to the next thing, please. Donate now to St. Jude. I just heard the little thank you come through in the back. I didn't I didn't see the name pop up. That's my bad. I apologize. But we did get a donation, and I'll read out the name shortly. Thank you for everyone who does that. stjude.org slash DLP. Fully 100% deductible from your taxes. If you do your uh, your taxes, then that's a good thing for you. Uh, stjude.org slash DLP. Help sick kids, their families. Help them not pay a dime for the care and health that, that helps them get to a better place at one of the most desperate times in their lives. Uh, so again, please go to St. Jude.org slash DLP and help us help those families out. All right. Oh, and on November 3rd and 4th is our 24 hour podcast. A thon will be streaming live for 24 hours. Again, raising money for St. Jude. Um, join us. It's a good time. All kinds of great guests. We'll have some awesome interviews, um, some fun, fun stuff going on. Uh, please join us. Help us raise some money and, and make it work. It's uh, it's good stuff. Flounder, it was you. Thank you, sir, for the fifty dollars. You are a rock star, man. All right, Flounder, you're the best. He is. He's fantastic. Um, really quick, the the, the November third twenty four hour thing. It's during the bye week, so we play Monday night, then we have the week off, and then we have uh, the the podcast-a-thon that week. So we won't do one on Wednesday that week. Just so you know. 24 hours is a long time. <laughs> so we'll cover everything that we would have covered in the podcast and more during that 24 hour podcast. -a so make sure to join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's see. Where else are we at? Um, get to the next thing. Who is the number one offensive line in the league via PFF? Well, that that's a good belong, question. That would belong to your Detroit lions. Of course. Oh. Of course. Um, I will tell you, and this is, this is true. We've heard it from many, many people last year and this year, everyone was saying, man, our offensive line is awesome, but if someone gets hurt, it's all over, right? The season off it's done. 
Our our depth is garbage. Our depth is trash. There's no chance. We're done. I would like to point at this offensive line and mention to folks that we are down two guards, two backups we have playing, and we have the number one MF and O-line in the NFL. Hank Fraley is a rock star, ladies and gentlemen. Hank, 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 Hank. 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 What was it? Senior Bowl 2019. We called him out as the man. Um, and, and it was, I remember Andy, it was that magic, those magic guys, you pointed them out and I, I honed in. I was like, what? And I just very quickly became infatuated and watched him work and, and how he taught. He was a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. How he brought these yep. kids up. It was incredible to see a coach coach the way that Hank did. And Something yeah. that we saw on the sideline that was pretty freaking amazing to me. And I hadn't noticed this before. I don't know if this is regular, um, but Colby Sorsdahl and Halapalavati Vaitai were. Wow. Nailed it. Were standing by Hank 100% of the time. They were within yep. six feet of him. And every time Hank would throw up a sign, they would both throw up the exact same sign like him. They were all through. Okay, coach, we got it. We got it with you. Right? They, won't, they won't miss it. We'll do it too, yep. right? Incredible just camaraderie. Those guys could have sat. They could have rested on the bench. They could have been messing around with the other players. They stood by their coach and walked up and down that line for the entirety of the game. They were no more than eight feet yep. away from their coach. There's something to be said about what he's built with that line and those people in the in the in that group. And that's what you're seeing, I think, in having a number one line with two backups that were the the biggest tragedies to happen if they were to play on this Detroit Lions football team. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so wild to me because not only were they, you know, within a few feet of him at all times and calling hand signals, they were getting mental reps and they were actually getting down into pass blocking sets at times on the sideline. And getting off on the snap count, like staying warm, staying ready, you know, and that's, I mean, that's so important, especially for an offensive lineman. You know, we say this every year during the preseason. It's like nobody has offensive line depth. Yeah. And part of that is that guys don't get enough reps. <laughs> like it's hard to get reps during practice. You don't want to beat your own guys up. Uh, you know, you don't get a whole ton of reps during preseason. You know, you kind of need to get into the swing of things as an offensive lineman for the most part. And really, Hank has just done such a great job that it's becoming so apparent yep. his impact on this team and, um, you know, what is arguably their biggest core strength. Yeah. The offensive line. Yep. Uh, Vitae didn't play. He was healthy. He was cleared by trainers. Um, the coaches didn't feel he could move laterally enough for the game and the game plan. So he sat. He was a healthy Sideline scratch. I, I expect we'll see him pretty soon on the on the field uh, because yeah. he is the guy. Um, easy does it. If we think about Ben Johnson probably leaving, maybe it's best to go all in this year. There's not a whole lot of all in to do, really, as far as talent to grab out there. I just, I'm telling you, I don't think that Ben is going anywhere. At this point, I don't think Ben is going anywhere. We've talked about that a couple times in a couple of these shows. I There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to being a head coach and a lot of reasons why you would and why you wouldn't. And there's ways to keep people. Um, one of the things uh, I just brought up, we've talked about that in the slack inches moments away from losing Hank 
in going to Pittsburgh. The Lions twiddled their thumbs a little bit too long. And I'll tell you, to this day, Mike Tomlin is not a happy camper uh, with the Detroit Lions uh, and, 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 and a little bit with Hank, too, because he thought he had him and uh, we were able to keep him. Um, which was obviously huge, huge thing. So um, whew, what what, what would have been, I can't even imagine what this, we would be in a different spot if we didn't have this offensive line as a, as a team right now for yep. sure. All right. Great. Oh man, let's see. We've got that. I want to get into um, just a little something. Introducing. Oh. Two heads are better than one. The ultra, the lawnmower. 5.0 Ultra is out of this world coming to manscaped.com. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you all. Support for Detroit Lions podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. This week I was not groomed above the waist because, well, it's just bigger in other places. Uh, Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DLP. You can do whatever you want with that DLP. Go to manscaped.com for the, the using the code DLP. Um, like I said, um, he, he, he gained a couple. By just trimming the, you know, trim the hedges. The house is bigger. Let's put it that way. Trim the, <laughs> it's the way you go. Uh, performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived. And man, oh man, it is a game changer. Inside this package, your package will find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. That's two bags every trip you take. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is a future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. It is, until we talk about what's new. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. 100%. Um, the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4K LED spotlight just because you need that kind of precise shave. All right? Uh, your trimmer is waterproof. You can say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor. If you thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming even further to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Near Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Near and far. Get them both. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology. Because who doesn't want skin-safe? It helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Who doesn't like those things? You got to keep those holes clean because... Well, we talk about that later. The crop preserver below the waist deodorant and crop reviver below the waist toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. You'll have the freshest balls this side of the other side of that. Manscaped has even thrown in two gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers and shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DLP. Help us. Help these guys take care of your balls or other parts of your body as well. Uh, do that. Manscaped.com DLP. It's 20% off the free shipping at manscaped.com. Using, use DLP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah. And uh, 
That's that, man. Check that out. I have to go go on talking about ball sacks. I want to talk about something a little bit that's kind of popped up in the conversation, I guess, around there a little bit. And I've I've heard that, you know, this came out somewhere. Uh, Thank you for the pre free product and We appreciate you for that. Um, Journalism. In quotes, I use it in quotes because it's kind of popped up elsewhere that people think we want to be called journalists here at DLP or that the word journalist is something special. Um, we've said it before. We've said it a number of times. We're not journalists. We don't want to be called journalists. Frankly, not the only reason, but there's no trust in journalism. Last I saw the journalist is a journalism as a profession was trusted less than Congress, which is at an all time low. Um, we've done all the things we were credentialed by the lions. We've been inside the killer Kowalski media room covering the team. Sandman, did you feel like a journalist when you were there on our credential? <laughs> I felt like Sandman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gray, who does a lot of great stuff for us, actually worked with killer Kowalski and in, in was in a way mentored by him. They, they, they shared a lot. Gray's a very big student of the art of, of what we do and got a lot from the best the absolute best that's probably ever covered the lions. Um, we're credentialed at the senior bowl. We're there every year. We do it when it rains. We're out there. doesn't matter if it's a little cold, we do our thing. And I guess journalists do that, but we're not journalists. That's what it is. Uh, we're there. Uh, Shrine bowl. We're credentialed there all the time. We do our thing. We cover that. We don't claim to be journalists. We don't gatekeep saying that journalism is a big thing. Uh, doing that just gives voice, external voice to your internal imposter syndrome. So look, we cover things that the media misses. We cover things that the media covers. We've helped, and this is not arrogance. This is just talking about some stuff for folks. We've made everyone Lions fans media experience even better. Um, Why? Because we're the first podcast. You know, there was one other at the time. Great guys, by the way, and they stopped. We've been doing this longer than anybody. We're kind of going into our ninth Ninth, uh, ninth year of doing this. Everybody else that's around today has come after. They've all looked at us, right? Some have straight copied. Others have done their own thing. They've, it's, it's fine. Whatever they do is great. But the fact that we're here doing what we do has made it better for everybody. And that's the thing that I think I'm the most proud of. It's created competition. And as hobbyists doing this, helping the media get better at it, that's just, that's just a great way to do it. So to be fair, I did look up the word journalism and journalist just to kind of see, you know, how I could show that we were not. And then I look at it and it's like uh, the collection and editing of news for the presentation through the media. I guess we are journalists by the definition, but we don't claim to be. And it doesn't matter to us that we're not because we are here to provide you with good quality content regarding your Detroit Lions. Because um, that's that's where the value is. And if you have this imposter syndrome that you think that that's going to make you something special, that's fine. But you should just be honest and call yourself a blogger. If that's really what you're after, what you're doing, because it's it's okay. It's okay to be what you are. All right. With that, that's just a quick Mort Krim level uh, response. Uh, we got a little bit of stuff. So there we go. Uh, let's get into the more content. We have a look ahead to the game as Andrew returns from the restroom. Uh, look ahead to the Baltimore Ravens game. Um, I want to really quick do a quick chat about Ash. And what he does 
as far as his coverage on um, these games and, and, and what's going on. He's done incredible work and he does, depending on the week, sometimes there's not enough time or there's too much content and he, he brings the offense and the defense into a single uh, episode this week. He's he's got time to break them out. We're going to do a big deal um, with the offense first. That'll be out tomorrow. And then he'll cover the defense. One of the things that Ash has been able to do, he's got a special kind of disability that allows him to really take all this stuff apart. That's his words, not mine, by the way, uh, <laughs> that allows him to see things and take these things apart. If you've looked at his offense and defense, how they will attack the Detroit Lions episodes, you will be stunned by how right he has been every single week. Um, great stuff from Ash. His daily stuff is just incredible. Just good, good stuff. He's got great insight. He's very, very good at what he does. Uh, check it out. His dailies are are great uh, from Ash. Check, check those out. Great breakdowns. Offense coming tomorrow from the Baltimore Ravens, and he'll go into the defense. But for now, we're going to look ahead to the Ravens and Lions game. Um, Andy, I'm going to go to you. What jumps out you at you the most? To this game what is the big kind of key to victory for the detroit lions i think the key to victory is going to be containing lamar jackson making him throw the football lamar jackson has looked great this year his wide receivers have looked awful yeah yeah awful if you can hold him into the pocket and you can force him to make fast decisions that's where the Ravens offense really seems to struggle. And I think that's going to be the number one key is, you know, having our defensive ends hold him inside. Or if they don't, you know, having the linebackers come up and make the proper read. Um, not letting Mark Andrews get behind you. And, you know, it, it's they're, they're an interesting team for sure. I don't know if I would call their offense good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but they're a hard ask every time, no matter no matter what. They just that's just the way that they are. It's hard to defend that. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll fix the banner right now. Sorry, folks. I uh, <laughs> complicated. <laughs> I didn't business, even notice it. Right, complicated business. Um, <laughs> um, yes, he he becomes a big a big problem, and I think part of the problem is is that contained. I look yep. to what we did with Patrick Mahomes. And, and how we were able to frustrate his mobility and say, this defense has it in it. It has the ability to contain a mobile quarterback. Yep. There's a more, I feel, vertical threat out of a guy like Lamar than there is out of Mahomes. Mahomes has just this massive escapability, and then he kind of to the sidelines, right? Where Lamar will run <laughs> between the tackles. He doesn't care, right? He is absolutely yep. a, a running back. I don't want to say quite a Derrick Henry, but he's a he's a big-bodied running back if he wants to be and uh, can yep. carry some some boom with him when he goes. That's, I think, the unique threat that comes from from Lamar that the Lions yeah, have to look I mean, for. He's leading them in uh, passing yards, obviously. He's also leading them in rush yards, yeah. which is uh, kind of a nuts statistic this many games into a season. Um, you know, he, he averages like 55 yards a game. And most of the time, those aren't, you know, he doesn't have one big 40-yard run. It's five yarders on yeah. third and four. It's seven yarders on third and five. You yeah. know, it, it's... 
it's back-breaking runs that, that get you. And I think the Lions will have a good game plan for it, but it's still it's a point of nervousness for me. Yep. That's for yep. sure. Uh, Brandon, this could be the Kansas City Chiefs game with the exception of them having their main TE. Uh, that is absolutely one of the big differences. I, I'll go back really quick on the up the middle thing. I, I love our defensive interior. I, I think I think we've we've got the juice. I like Ancelone in a little bit of a, a spy guy role on um, on Lamar as well. Their tight end, frankly, I like what our secondary's been doing. I think I think we're okay. I think we're mm-hmm. not. I think we're good. Um, uh, I, I I I hate to say this. I, I hate to say this, especially as a longtime Lions guy, right? But. I kind of feel like Baltimore is living on their history more than their present. If that makes sense. I don't know yeah. that they are that big explosive booming offense that they used to be. Am I, am I, am I talking crazy talk, <clears throat> Andy? No, no. I, you know, watching a couple of their games this year so far, it's yeah. It's like Lamar by himself. And as long as, you know, Nelson Aguilar and say flowers are dropping balls. Um, you know, like that's just, that's a killer for your own offense. And we've been the team that's done that in the past and it's hard to get over that. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that this team is quite as good in reality as they are on paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make them <laughs> any less scary or, you know, and you know, we definitely can't look past them as as a team um because you know the x factor for them isn't lamar jackson it's john harbaugh yes and his ability to come up with a good game plan and to see things you know the way that uh good head coaches see them i think it's going to be uh this may turn out to be one of those coach first coach games that uh you know dan campbell dan campbell's had a couple of these already and uh he's won some and he's lost a few so yeah, yeah the carol ones are the ones that are the most frustrating of those <laughs> but i feel yeah. you're right john harbaugh is incredible and the ravens the one thing like when i say they're not the ravens of old that doesn't mean that they're not a dangerous team and that's where i i want to i want to be clear because like you said john harbaugh um as their coach makes them dangerous but they're an nfl caliber football team they're likely our hardest test for a good while now in our schedule. This is the one. And I, I, again, I don't want to look ahead. Right. But this is the one that is going to be a big test. And if we walk away from this, the reality is, and, and my, I think it was my wife. It was you. We were all hanging out. Uh, said it's old Lions thinking to say that the, the Raiders game is a trap game. But that one really is a trap game if we win this game. I mean, it is to any team, not just a Lions team, right? Because you're flying so high and you look at <laughs> you're looking at Josh McDaniels there going, <laughs> and, and, and it winds up being a little bit of a trap game. Um, but with the Ravens, I think they are an eminently beatable team, but the Lions absolutely have to be on point. What do you think? I, I kind of have this sense that, you know, the, the history of the Ravens has always been there their vaunted defense, right? And and yep. how well they play uh defense. Their secondary is is fire, right? Their secondary and their linebackers are, are are their safeties and linebackers are fire, but up front not as much. We're a we're a big runny team. I think 
that's funny uh we i think we can uh we can wear down that line um that defensive line i i i feel like this is going to be a bit of a high scoring game though am i i mean like i feel like i want to take the over i, I and, and it's pure gut you know what i mean i just feel like there's there's danger yet zay like you talked about i mean nelson aguilar is nothing to be really terrified of, but he's not a bad no. wide out. You got Lamar, uh, the tight ends back. I, I, I just feel like this is an opportunity for them to put some, some meat on the table as far as score wise. Um, yes. Does it feel like this is going to be a high scoring game to you or am I a little, I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure. The lions have constantly surprised me. With you know what what they're able to do, you know, holding Kansas City to seventeen points, that's very um, good. you know, really just like even the Panthers game, you know, like they scored, but it was all you know it was kind of garbage time, where the Lions were just letting the clock run for the most part. Um, I mean, this defense has shocked me at every single turn, and getting Brian Branch back uh, to help cover Mark Andrews, um, you know, I think. It's it's hard to say. I I'm not sure what this game is going to be. And honestly, that's how almost every game this year has been for me. I I don't know what to expect. We could have a a crazy blowout. We could, um, you know, completely dominate. Uh, I think everything's on the table, especially when you're talking about a team like the Ravens, who, you know, are multifaceted. Like their offense can go off, their defense can go off, but will it? it Will we let it? Not if Dan Campbell and the boys have their have their say. That's for sure. Just keep doing this, it, right? Just keep doing this. <laughs> that's all. That's all we need to do. You know, I I would say that I you know I'm interested in turnovers in this game. The Ravens have turned the ball over a decent amount. Lamar has you know three interceptions. Uh, he's got three fumbles. Um, you know, they've got five fumbles uh, out of their receiving core. It just, it's it's kind of a wild time for them. And the Lions have shown this year that they have a knack for getting turnovers. Yeah, And that's yeah. been one of the major differences, you know, between this year and last year is the ability to just create as a defense and get your offense set up. Yeah. Uh, I have to be a shout out. Give a big shout out to Dave West. Thank you for joining the DLP Winter Circle. Joining the channel as a member. Appreciate you, man. It's awesome. Um, Dave. You get to see all our. Ryan is also a member. Uh, he has the Ooh. clown nose, Patricia <laughs> uh, Flair. You get a little extra flair. Uh, and uh, if he, you get also get access to the Slack chat by doing that. So it's a good time. Good time. Join the membership. Uh, in the meantime, if you could, please, we do this. We ask once a, once a show. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the hit, hit the bell button. Let yourself know when we go live. It's 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 worth it. It's fun and it helps us do all the things. Helps people find us. Help us helps us grow. Helps us do all the the fun stuff and and, and survive in this difficult world. So uh, yeah, no like subscribe. Uh, appreciate you folks for doing that. Thank you very much. It's easy to do. Just click the little thumbs up down below while you're watching. All right, um, let's get right into it. Let's talk about Jadavian Clowney having a good year quietly. Um, mm -hmm. I say quietly because I haven't seen a whole lot of press in years past. All I heard about was the bad years he's having, but he's got close to an 80 PFF score. And that's pretty impressive for a guy of his 
age and stature uh, and entry history in the NFL. Um, very quietly looking really good. And and also one outside linebacker, uh, a guy who I think we all know is having one of the most gorgeous wives in the NFL, Kyle Van Noy. Um, <laughs> he's he's oh, having God. a good year, too. This is where... <laughs> It's, it's it's a triggering name, Andy. If we need a moment, I can hold you. Um, but Kyle Van Noy is also having a good game on the other side. Smells like pressure from the Baltimore Ravens from the outside. Yep, and and honestly, that'll be what they probably try to do is they they have to get to Goff. You can't leave Goff as clean as he was with the Bucks. But at the same time, you're going to leave yourself open, and especially with Gibbs coming back. They're going to have to be worried on multiple fronts about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, Clowney has looked better this year. I don't know if I'm worried about him, mostly just because of our offensive line and the way it's yep. been. Yep. You know, like their leading sack guy has is is a defensive tackle for them. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind Here's- of a funky – yes, exactly. Um, and it, it's – you know, they, they funnel around the outside. They try to hope that the quarterback will push up to a failing center or a failing guard. And really, the Lions haven't allowed a whole lot of that. So it's going to be interesting for sure to see what kind of pressure packages they bring. Yeah. If we talk about um, the way things are looking as far as their defense, their defense is ranked third overall. Offense is ranked ninth. Uh, the team as a whole is ranked fifth by PFF. Um, looking at some of the fantasy projections, twenty percent chance only for Lamar to have over three hundred yards. They're looking at they're, they're looking at nineteen for thirty one for two hundred nineteen yards. Uh, Gus Edwards forty seven yards chance for over hundred is seven percent fifty eight yards for Zay Flowers eleven percent to get over a hundred yards. Those are all pretty low numbers. I mean that's that's kind of yeah juicy if you're and that fan. and that defensive ranking. Is really interesting to me because they really haven't played any good offenses yet. That's true. They've played some okay offenses. Yep. And, you know, they've looked good against the teams that they've played. But, you know, they also have two losses that, you know, they've given up points. It's happened to them. Yep. And they really haven't played anybody of, of any toughness yet. I think that Ben Johnson and the Lions will give them a real handful with what they, what they can handle. And we may see their defensive ranking drop after this week. Yeah. Um, good question. Jeff Gibson curious if we would lose this game, does the momentum stop? He doesn't think so, but what are our thoughts? What do you think, Andy? No, no. I, the, the loss to the Seahawks didn't stop the momentum. And I'm, I'm talking about momentum that started in 2022, Yeah, you know, to, to end that season. Um, I think this team knows what they are. I, I don't think it's, you know, I think momentum is real, but I think for the Detroit Lions, it's not so much momentum as it is belief in themselves that they are the better team. Yes. All they have to do is do what they should do, and they will win. And that's been true this year. And that loss to the Seahawks may be one hell of a blessing in disguise because I think it brought some folks to reality. And... It didn't stop the momentum, but it was the reality slap that said, no, 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 we got to put it in, right? It's it's the thing that that, that really just kind of gave them the, the AEG shock back to, oh, yeah, we've, we've got to do this thing and uh, brought it up. Um, interesting, 
Also, you know, when was the last time we had uh, four wins in a row on the road? I, before we ask that, uh, Andy, what was the record for road losses in a row that we had? It was in the twenties. <laughs> oh, it was it was horrible. I, I blocked that out of my memory. Like Jared Goff blocks out interceptions. <laughs> I uh, I really, <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to say like twenty eight. Yeah, it was a ludicrous, ludicrous time frame. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, so, I you know I don't know. Maybe you can tell me, or somebody in chat can tell us when yeah. the last time they won four road games in a row. I thought I, I saw mean that's hard to do in the NFL, no matter who you are. Yeah, I thought I saw earlier yeah. the Lions didn't haven't done it since 1934. Uh, I don't know if that's true, yeah. but I believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like all the records that the Lions are breaking are breaking from the mid 50s, early yeah. 60s. Yeah, you know, like oh they've they've only allowed. You know, this amount of rushing yards in the first five games, six games. <laughs> it's like they haven't done that since 1942. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, all right. So there we are. Let's, uh, anything else on this Ravens game that you want to keep an eye out for, Andrew? Um, Andy. Yeah, I. You know, it's going to sound so weird, but I'm worried about Kyle Hamilton. Is that his name? Did I say that right? Um, Headhunting. Interesting. I'm worried about our. I'm worried about our shorter wide receivers catching the ball and taking a helmet or a shoulder pad right to the face. He he's. I I think you know I've read yeah. somewhere that he yeah he's caused like four concussions this year. Two of them last week. You know, and it's uh, it's a little concerning, but uh, we're coming up on the bye, I guess. But uh, I hope that Goff does a good job and keeps keeps our wide receivers safe from the human missile. Yeah. Uh, if he could only go the Lewis Delmas route and, and missile his own team, gosh, that would be fantastical. <laughs> a fantastical mystical tour, right? <laughs> uh, Professor Zook, thank you, sir. Very, very much. Third super chat in the live stream. Fifty dollars. Thank you very, very much Ooh. for the super duper chat. We appreciate you, man. That's uh that's really kind of you uh to, to do that and share with us like that. It means a lot. Um there we go. We got all that going on. We got your preview, you got your post view, you got your innie, your Audi, your upside Audi. Um, Andy, so are you gonna join in the on the post game this week? I I, I we never even talked about it. I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. Just, it's like Oh my goodness. Well, I'll be there. Oh. You guys are going to get me three times in 10 days. You're getting wow. a full dose of Sandman. Party <gasps> <laughs> lights for Sandman. Yeah, that's, there we go. <laughs> that's that's an absolutely fantastic. Please do be sure to follow Sandman7773 on the Twitter. You get it. You get the whole X version now. Um, it's It's great. He's, he's, one of the my I have very very few people tagged to be notified when they tweet, and Andy is is one of them. It's less than one hand. His stuff is that good. He's got a great sense of humor. He finds the good stuff. the The Bears blocking <laughs> where they were where they were at the end. It was like hold me. <laughs> so funny. I hadn't seen that anywhere. I mean, even Pat McAfee leans to Sandman's tweets to find content for his show. I mean, what are you talking about? 
7773. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It's like 350 smart people and four dumb ones. It's a great place to go. Great time to be. Uh, get your access. $5 or more per month on Patreon gets you access to that slack also follow us on the twitter at det lions podcast at det lions podcast it's the place to go pants free and say man seven 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 three you may have a little bit of pants sometimes but it's always good stuff and on tiktok it's det lions pod i think it's det lions pod i gotta read my i'm gonna read that uh check it out it's 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 good it's great it's you can link to it from detroitlionspodcast.com we have the link on there so you can go check that out and uh we've got great tiktoks going up ash is throwing those up like like crazy it's fun um and also give us a call on the skype if you'd use your skype app you do uh detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us in the lions line 248-782-8384 248-RUB you fug zook uh i was in tampa on sunday where were you I was in lot six. I told the story at the beginning. I, I have to ask you to go back to, to check it out, but it was a, it was a day to forget. Um, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Do it on your favorite little podcast apps. Do it on the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Do those things. We appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. And uh, when you do that, you get to hear us all through your bones. Rocking. Jiggly jaggling your manscaper while you're chicken. Don't just. Be careful. Don't nick yourself. It gets exciting. We don't want you to do that, but it's great. Great stuff. If you're going to do the pants-free lifestyle, do it at manscaped.com. Use the code DLP. 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no journalism, and no problems because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.